Welcome to the Engage and Equip podcast, a resource designed to help form substantive disciples for the local church. My name is Nicole Kyle. I'm on staff here at High Point Church. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast, and I want to welcome you. We're really glad that you're here today. Um, This episode is our final episode in our Chewing on Substance mini-series. We've had a lot of fun uh, creating these episodes for you, having these conversations with each other. It's been really formative for me personally. Every time that I had to prepare for one of these, it was just so good for me to keep thinking about these topics. It can be easy to go listen to a sermon and then kind of not return to it as soon as you walk out of those sanctuary doors. And this has been another way to keep thinking about these topics and to be continually um, formed into a substantive disciple. And so I've loved it. We hope you have too. This is our last week. So week 11 in the Substance series. And we're glad you've made it. Um, and the last episode of Chewing on Substance. So this week you will get to hear from Jill Reese. She is one of our pastoral assistants. Uh, she works with Pastor Nick. And then also from you'll hear from John Sekotowski. He's our communications coordinator. And they're going to be talking to you about um, one of the appendices, Appendix B, which is called Cavalry, the horns and the horses. And I got to say, when I first read this chapter, I just, or not even chapter, but when I first read this appendix, I was just so encouraged and motivated and excited. And so I'm really excited for you to be able to hear what stuck out to Jill and John and um, the ways that they felt encouraged and motivated through reading these. I know that they also both really loved this appendix. So we are so glad that you have made it with us, that you've stuck with us for all these episodes and for the Substance series. We are excited for what God is doing here at High Point Church, and we really believe that he's going to move not just in these past 11 weeks, but that he'll continue to move in our church and make us into a church that is like a cavalry. That's our prayer. That's our hope as a staff team. That's what we've been praying for during this series and what we're going to continue praying for. So we've been praying for you, and uh, yeah, like I said, we just hope that this has been encouraging to you as you become a more substantive disciple and follower of Christ. So enjoy this last episode. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Chewing on Substance, this special mini-series that we're doing during the Substance Sermon series that we've been going through as a church as we've been reading the book and hearing what Nick has for us in sermons. Um, So we're going to be talking today about the final portion of what we covered in the sermons and in the book. So it is tucked all the way back in Appendix B, um, but we're going to be talking about the cavalry and with the subtitle of the, the On Trumpets and Horses. So my name is John Sikotowski. I'm the communications coordinator here, and I'm here with Jill Risa. Hi. Not Risa, Risi. It's, it's spelled that way. It's okay, very confusing. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, and we're going we're gonna to be talking about this today. So... Yeah, so Jill, to start off, so what was, um, as you look at the chapter or as at the sermon, what are some of the excerpts that are your that are your favorite mm-hmm. in that? I, I just really like this whole topic. But my favorite part from the book was on page 280. Mm-hmm. And Nick says, uh, this is about like two-thirds of the way through the first full paragraph on that page. If we want to live redemptive stories rather than just dream redemptive dreams, we Mm -hmm. need a renewal in character and conviction. Mm -hmm. If we want to lead a movement advancing the gospel in the world, we need people of spiritual substance. 
the trumpet needs a cavalry and we can only do this together. And then later, I love that he, later in the next paragraph, he says, it is not a vision for the church that we need. It's a vision of the church. Yeah. And that's just so good. I think um, he's talked a lot about how um, like imitation versus inspiration. And I think people are really inspired by redemptive stories. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just, that's what people want. They want connection. They mm-hmm. want to know God in that way, even though if they don't know they want that. And right. so those stories is what it's all about. And right. so that right. is really cool. Yeah, because like the thing that's the thing that's powerful is not like the oh, maybe this thing could happen, but it's like mm-hmm. the maybe this thing could happen because look, it's happened. Right. You know? Like yeah. look at look at the way I mean, that just reminds me of the um, like the story of the Ebenezer Stone mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, look at how far God has gotten us, yeah. And because we because we can see the ways that God works, we can we can push forward into the future, knowing mm-hmm. God's going to continue to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that that idea um, really stuck out to me as well. And this was related to his sermon last week, where he was talking about, you know, you shouldn't. Um, he said the quote by G.K. Chesterton of like, "I never trust somebody who says they love humanity. Mm-hmm. I only trust somebody who mm-hmm. loves their neighbor." Yeah. And I think that idea of like the going from a general like overview idea of like this is like this is where we're gonna head like this is gonna be this vision that we're casting is gonna be so exciting and moving into like what are the ways what are the ways that we are accomplishing and can accomplish that vision through just just doing the work Mm -hmm. um i think that that distinction has been a pretty big theme all throughout the substance yeah. series and has been something that has been um, just really convicting to me and has really stuck mm-hmm. out to me as like a, yeah, like there's a, there's a, an amount of needing to step into the situation and see the impossible thing that God is calling mm-hmm. us to and expect that he's going to have to work in order to reach that impossible yeah. vision. Yeah. Um, so that idea I think is just, is just really compelling. And that idea is all throughout this idea of, of the cavalry of mm-hmm. we're called to be something that is in some sense impossible. And when he talks about, when he, when he talks about the temple in the book of Haggai during his sermon, he talks about, you know, the thing that they're going to be, the thing that's going to happen in that temple is going to happen 400 years later is not going to yeah. be because of them is going to be because of so many of the providences of God, but they still need to do the work to build mm-hmm. the temple. And I think Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's encouraging to me mm-hmm. to know, okay, the work that I put in, God's going to bless, God's going to change, yeah. God's going to God's going to use, you know, is going to use the mustard mm-hmm. seed of faith to make to make to make the tree. Um Yeah, and those people, if you think about it, like they they died still thinking that was impossible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they it was it wasn't impossible because yeah. <laughs> God has a a long plan and it, and nothing is impossible with God, but to them it was still like, oh, maybe that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Like they never saw it happen. Mm-hmm. And um and we might not see what we expect to see happen, but right. God, we can trust that he is working through us. Right. Yeah. Right. So Yeah, and I think the and this is again just a I mean, I think a lot of this a lot of this particular part of the book was a was like a summary mm-hmm. and a like charge at the end of this book, and it feels almost like a um, like similar to like an epistle in the Bible. Yeah. Where it's like a pastoral letter to be like, hey, these are the things that like mm-hmm. we should be moving towards mm-hmm. as a church, and mm-hmm. 
one of the things that was summed up in this chapter too that I loved was the idea of like redemptive imagination where it's like not having a not having a solid like rigid idea of like this is what we need to be Mm -hmm. in order to be a church Mm -hmm. that's like that's doing well or in order to be people who are following God, but to, to be able to have the imagination of God to see, yeah. okay, here's how, here's how my character that's being formed could enter into this situation as mm-hmm. opposed to, oh, here's the results that we would need to prove that like some move <laughs> of God is happening, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I just think, I think that's so important because I've gotten, I, I just know I've gotten stuck in, quote unquote dreams before you know I've gotten stuck in like okay the idea of like it needs to be like this and because of that feeling just stuck like trapped and um like being like having the ability to actually do something powerful be taken away because it was like okay no we need to accomplish this thing and then we weren't being able to see how God was working in the midst Mm of in the midst of other things Mm -hmm. and I just think yeah, I think that idea is huge, and I think that idea matters, and I think that idea is profoundly freeing. It is, um, yeah. If we can know, yeah, if we put in, if we put in this work, if we put in the work that God says we need to put in, He's going to be the one that's going to produce the fruit. Mm-hmm. So, requires a ton of faith. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it is humiliates our pride. Yeah. And where you know I can't say, look, I've been a success in this way, but like. It's profoundly freeing too. Yeah, I. Sorry. I I was. I just think that's so good. So cool. So good. Yeah, I think it's. uh, It's just so interesting how God has set this up as His plan for the Mm -hmm. church because, like you said, it humiliates our pride. Like we can't boast in it because we're not doing it in something that we we might not even see the end result. Yeah. Or yeah. Or know exactly how God is working through its different situations, but also it's really empowering because. Um, I think at the same time that we really want to, like, we kind of want to have Im- people imitate us and we want to, yeah. like, impress people um, and we and that worldliness gets in. At that same time, with that pride, we have this fear that we aren't enough at the same time, mm-hmm. I think. And so we're scared to try mm-hmm. and we're scared to fail. And so it's just funny how <laughs> the enemy has us stuck between t- two opposite <laughs> fears yeah. and and, yeah. S- and sinful um, mindsets, but um, but God speaks to that as well and says, "You don't have to worry. I'm with you. I've done this. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've freed you already. You have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the local church is my plan. I have a purpose for you in in my kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so it's really empowering at the same time. And like you said, it's really freeing. Um, but it does require godliness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't we can't be worldly and do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. impossible. Yeah." So it's it's just very obviously it's providential how it's set up, but I just am fascinated at how it really makes us uh, flee worldliness and pursue mm-hmm. godliness if mm-hmm. we want to be a part of this plan that God has for the church. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I think one of the overall feelings that I've had throughout this series, and especially I remember during the editing process of this mm-hmm. book and reading through this particular chunk of the book and just being like, oh my goodness, this is so good. And there was this, there's just been this sense of like, duh, you know, like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah. it's, it's like when you, when you hear it and it's like, look, look at the way, it's look at so how God simple. works. It's so simple. Yeah. And it's so yeah, I mean, I think I think overall, just the sense has been, 
like it's just been profoundly freeing yeah to to know like okay i can put in the work and the work like as we, I mean, as we talked through the chapter on Ecclesiastes, where it's like yeah. you can put in the work, and the work is going to be the, like the work that God is going to move in is going to be the thing that matters, and like nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just so freeing to be like, okay, if I, it's not going to be about can I achieve some sort of thing. It's not going to be mm-hmm. about can I achieve this particular vision I have. It's like just step into yeah. what God is doing. Um, it's it's like simple but not simplistic right. because when you think about it it's like kind of there's all these nuances to right. it but it's just so ordinary which i mean that was another chapter in substance but it's i mean it's in our everyday lives mm-hmm. it's all around us and it's really just about seeing and thinking through the mind of Christ and seeing things in a different way mm-hmm. it's not like we have to do this extra thing yeah. we just have to live a different way mm-hmm. which you know, it's simple, but also very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the simple but not easy. Yeah, simple but not easy. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, Jill, what do you find to be the most mm. challenging part hmm. of this particular topic? I think just that uh, the the personal responsibility part of it. Yeah. Because I think, uh, well, worldliness kind of like leads us into this, but also we just all don't really want to face our own junk Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we don't really want to change (laughs) and so it's really tempting and really easy and it's everywhere to want to control the other elements of the equation like maybe the church should be different or maybe like that um this leadership should be different or Mm -hmm. maybe i don't we can see all these things and be really critical about like the church itself Mm -hmm. as like an idea and as maybe even the local church we're in Mm -hmm. um but you know, it really just comes down to each one of us yeah. <laughs> becoming like Christ. And so I think there's a temptation to, and there's a place for like accountability and calling each other mm-hmm. out. But again, that's a personal to a person to person thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is just the hardest part for anyone, but probably, well, I don't know if it's for anyone, but it is for me. I think mm-hmm. I, um, it's just scary. And like, Nick said worldliness is always like right there to be like well let, that's hard like let's just do this instead mm-hmm. so I think uh, just really thinking like I need to change first mm-hmm. like that's what's going to have a ripple effect mm-hmm. everywhere else and I need Christ to change me and so um, yeah I think that's really just the nitty gritty hard part of it and I mean, it requires everything we've been talking about in substance, embracing discipline, escaping diversion. And so it's, I think I've just been challenged, I think, because I've been critical of like more abstract, like bird's eye view things before, like this should be different. Mm -hmm. But um, really just taking a look at my own life and being like, am I doing that? (laughs) Am I doing the work that it takes? Am I pursuing the kingdom of God in my own household when I'm like doing the dishes and when I'm inviting people into my home and when I'm... Mm -hmm talking with people in the church and yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I would I would really agree and I think the I mean I still all the time have in my mind the um the proposition from Nick's first sermon Mm -hmm. on on substance where he's like see it and flee it yeah see world like You've got to, like, have the guts to, like, see it for what it is, mm-hmm. and you've got to flee it. And mm-hmm. I think 
that really, I mean, that's, I mean, every single chapter hasn't did in some way, like kind of like sum up all of substance. But I think that idea in particular has been, has been challenging to me to be like, you know, I mean, just to, just to like be honest mm-hmm. about like <laughs> in, in ways that, yeah, I mean, for lack of a better term, are just humiliating to be like, dang, that mm-hmm. thing I'm doing right now is like, it's just worldliness. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no way to like rationalize out of it. There's no way to escape the fact that like this thing I'm doing, that's just a distraction from what I should be doing or whatever else is is worldliness, um, or this way of thinking, or this this way of rationalizing, like, oh, yeah, I mean, like like Nick talked about, about how worldliness will always be at your elbow, and always yeah. offering, like, a, oh, well, it's not, it's not, you know, you could do this, this isn't as mm-hmm. hard as doing that thing, and, yeah, I mean, just having the guts to say when that's happening, to be like, yeah, that is, that is worldliness, yeah, and to call it as it is, um, to really have discernment, mm-hmm. and, so yeah, I I have really liked that Nick has repeatedly gone back to that passage where he says, if your eye is full of light, then your whole body will be full mm-hmm. of light. And just the the importance of discernment. And I think in the personal responsibility, that that thing has been the thing that's been the most yeah. challenging. Of being willing to admit and being willing to to see and face the things that like I just want to continue to be worldly in. Without becoming legalistic. That's right. the the hard, maybe the hardest part for me yeah. because then I'm just like, okay, just get rid of all of it then. Mm-hmm. Like, none, none of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I will just live in a box mm-hmm. and not do anything because yeah. I'm just going to do it wrong. So mm-hmm. I think that tension is just like, yeah, it requires discernment, like mm-hmm. you were saying. Yeah. 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 Cool. So how do you think, um, how do you think you've gotten this idea the ideas of cavalry, the ideas of, you know, we don't just need more vision. We need more people who are who are doing mm-hmm. the everyday work that's necessary. How do you think you've gotten that idea wrong in the past? And mm-hmm. what are some what are some changes that you want to work towards? I mean, you talked a little bit about the personal mm-hmm. responsibility stuff, but Yeah, I think one way I've gotten this wrong, it's more of a mindset than like a practice, but mm-hmm. uh, in the past is is just in thinking it's me doing the work, mm. uh, which is confusing. So it's that tension thing again. It's like gracious striving, right. obviously. But um, I think in the past I've thought like, okay, well, this is my life. But then, oh, shoot, like I haven't done any evangelism in a while. Or like I haven't like done – I need to do this thing more. Mm. And church – slash like the kingdom of God slash evangelism and discipleship, whatever you want to package it as has always been kind of in my mind, like this extra thing I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, the mindset shift is that God has given us everything we need for life and godliness mm-hmm. um, through our knowledge of him. And so I think through substance, we've really just, I've really just been convicted about how it's all right there already. (laughs) It's not this extra thing I need to find or pursue or do. It's there. Mm -hmm. And I just haven't seen it. And I haven't engaged with it, Mm -hmm. like, even though it's all around me. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's really how I've gotten it wrong. Um, But that's really where we are transformed is like just in our everyday lives, doing the work that God has called us to do. And so Mm -hmm. uh, I think that mindset shift has been really 
key and very freeing for me that God's already doing the work. He's doing it all around me. I just need to engage and I need to, I need to train myself and I need to, um, trust. And I, yeah, so it's doing the work, but it's just like already there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for those listening, if that's confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, and I think that's true. Like that, yeah, that is just like such a tension. Yeah. The, the gracious striving thing. And I I would agree that for me, that's been, that's been the thing that it's been yeah. so easy to get wrong in the past is like leaning, just like leaning to one side or the mm-hmm. other. And because the, because again, like the tension mm-hmm. in many ways is like an impossible thing. Mm-hmm. Um to yeah yeah to be like okay I'm working and I'm not doing anything <laughs> and but, it, but I'm doing something but God's doing it all yeah but then there's these redemptive stories that are a result of right. that and you're like oh that makes sense like it right. does make sense somehow when you see how God like fills in that framework yeah with his work it's really cool but yeah to explain it it's kind of like that doesn't make sense. You just said two opposing Yes. Facts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So coming out of, so this is our final podcast of chewing mm-hmm. on substance because this was our final week of substance in general. So, so coming out of substance, what are some, I don't know, just closing thoughts that you have, closing things that you're mm-hmm. going to take from this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just what are some of the ways that substance has most impacted you? I think I mean, this is, how I would package substance as a whole is just it's about having one master. Yeah. And when we don't, we feel terrible. <laughs> and so if we do feel terrible, it's because we if we feel anxious, if we feel restless, if yeah. we feel discontent, if we don't know why our faith isn't working, uh, we shouldn't get mad at God like you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. We need to get angry and do something about our God of mammon. Mm-hmm. And so... That I've just never, I've, I feel like I've dealt with anxiety most of my life and I've never, ever thought about it in that way. And it's been like very life changing. And so just getting down to, it all comes back to like, do I have one master? Like the, our virtuous freedom comes down to that. Mm -hmm. The mind of Christ comes down to that. Um, Embracing discipline, like all of it Mm -hmm. is about that, like having and serving our one true good master yeah. um, and how we are stewards under him in, yeah. in our life. And so that's how I would kind of sum it all up. And that has also been the biggest freeing, uh, most life-changing thing for me through the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Um, I think for me the biggest thing has been, again, I mean, for lack, for lack of sounding like a broken record, like I think it has been, the there's been this sense of just, this is like, it just like feels right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's this sense of like this, okay, this this really like ties it all together and is being put in a way that's finally like clicking and yeah. kind of making sense mm-hmm. that like, yeah, like you said, like we need to have one master. We need mm-hmm. to step in and embrace the ordinary things mm-hmm. of becoming a person who is godly. We need to... Um, we need to embrace discipline in a way that that acknowledges one master. That isn't about it isn't about working mm-hmm. harder, but it's about it's about recognizing that there's only one who's worth serving. And um, just all of those things have felt profoundly freeing and profoundly like okay, this is a 
yeah, again, saying saying two opposite things. Like this is a, and in some ways, like an impossible thing that we've been called mm-hmm. to, but it's totally doable. You know, mm-hmm. like like the steps that it takes to get there, the steps that the responsibility that I have is a, is again, it's simple, but it's not easy, but it's worth mm-hmm. doing. So, yeah, and the and just that the fields are ripe for harvest. Mm-hmm. I think just knowing that people do want to not want to be free from their anxiety and they want yeah. to serve one master and i think we don't be, it's hard to believe that yeah. but they i think it's really freeing for every i mean that's how god made us and so yeah. we can like know that that's god's plan works yeah and he made it that way and we can follow it and it it, it will change people mm-hmm. it will change us mm-hmm. great thanks jill yeah, thank you. This, this is fun. This is our final episode of Chewing on Substance. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed this series. Um, I know I've enjoyed the times that I've been able to come in here and just get excited talking about mm-hmm. substance. So we will uh, see you guys later. Well, see here. <laughs> you won't even hear us later because there won't be more of these. But We'll see you on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see yeah. you on Sunday. All right, <laughs> see you later, guys.